the school is out. Which means it's time for Hot Kids. My name is Maya Roth. I am 10 years old and I will be hosting your Hot Kids show for today. Thank you so much for tuning on to 101.9 Hi FM. I hope you had a great day at school because I will also be showing you a really nice show. To start off, I will be interviewing Dan Matsapola. He is a space scientist from the South African National Space Agency, SANSA. And we will be talking to him about the Earth and why it rotates. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. My name is Maya Roth. I am 10 years old. You are still listening to High Kids on 101.9. Good afternoon, Dan. Good afternoon, Maya and the listeners. Firstly, what drew you to study science as a kid? Did you have a teacher who inspired you or a particular subject? Science. The teachers told me that science was going to be the coolest thing in the future. So I decided to follow it against my father's advice to study agriculture because I grew up on a farm. So here I am in the space industry. Oh, that's very interesting. Did you like growing up on the farm? Not at first. I always saw other kids playing out there and I was supposed to watch the chickens and the cattle and the goats and that wasn't very fun. But now I cherish it for everything it gives me because it gives me life. Oh, that's very good. Can you tell us exactly what it is that you do? So I'm what we call science engagement manager. So I develop a portfolio called space awareness where we go around the country to engage with different people, young kids in school, teachers, general public like this radio interview. So we engage with them, show them how space works and how it enriches their lives and how they can incorporate it into their business processes to make life meaningful. That's very interesting. What is the South African National Space Agency? SANSA is a government agency that is mandated to drive the promotion and use of space. And cooperation in space-related activities is one of the uh, mandates we have. So we achieve this mandate by fostering research in space science and technology. You know, we support the creation of an environment for industry to develop. So we work with the South African space industry as the coordinator. And of course, uh, we do this within the framework of the national government of South Africa's policies. Oh, and I suppose you enjoy it? I love it to bits because it holds great promise for South Africa and the African continent to develop into superpowers of the future. What is your favorite planet and why? My favorite planet by far is the one I live on, Earth. The reason I love Earth is because it supports life and so far it's the only one we know that actually can support it naturally without artificial assistance. So Earth is my favorite by far, and I add to the future as it unfolds on Earth. Oh, yes, that's a very good choice, Earth. Um, what is gravity? Gravity is a force that pulls objects towards the center of the Earth. So if you jump up, you come down because you are pulled down by gravity. Closer to the Earth, it's very strong. As you move further, further away from the Earth, 
it weakens and there are places way beyond the surface of the earth where it is so small that we can even ignore it. Places like outer, outer space. So how did the earth form? I can't say I know for sure how it formed, but geologists can answer the question how the earth formed. All I know is we are using satellites in outer space to study the earth, to understand its processes and how they evolve. Okay. Is Earth the only planet that has life on it? Well, so far it's the only one we know that supports life in the way that it does. You know, with an atmosphere, with a magnetic field that protects us from harmful radiation. But research, this is a research question. There is a, 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 a dedicated effort to discover if there are other planets that can, that are good enough distance from their supporting star and NASA is doing that work and other space agencies as well. That is great research question. Oh, so there could be other planets, but we haven't found any. There, there could be. There are already other Earth-like planets, but whether they can support life as we know it, that is a very interesting question because you only have to send a human being there to see if it does. And, I mean, how long you get there, how you get supported, can you plant food and produce food like you do on Earth, you know? Can you breathe without oxygen uh, tanks and stuff like that? Yeah. So, have you ever been in a space rocket? Mentally, I have been inside it many, many times because I have a goal to go to outer space one day and just enjoy life in outer space, uh, that microgravity environment. But physically, I have never been inside one. I've just seen one on display and uh, see it on TV, but I've never been inside one. Do you want to go in? I have a goal. I'm 44 years old. By age 50, I want to have gone to outer space to experience space for myself. I've been talking every day about space, and I've met people who have been there, astronauts, friends of mine, as well as colleagues from other space agencies that have enjoyed that. But I personally would like to taste it for myself so I can come back and share it with Maya and her friends. Thank you, and I hope you do go in one. So, um, does the South Africa does South Africa have a program to send astronauts to the moon? Not at the moment, but currently through collaborations, we are working with other space agencies that are having programs dedicated to exploring outer space, including uh, uh, you know exploring the moon, and the biggest project currently of course is setting up a village on mars and that that's one of the long-term projects that would really take our imagination to the next level as humanity why would people choose mars specifically um to live on well after we've been on the moon in 1969 until 1972 it is the next level logical place to go we really won't go closer to the sun by going to Venus, which is the second uh, planet from the sun. So it is only natural that we would look to our nearest neighbor, planet number four, which is Mars. And it, it is more feasible. And I don't think we would, we would just, you know, get burned by the sun and proximity to the sun. So it makes sense for us to go to, to, to Mars. Make that so. Can you tell us why we bounce around on the moon? It has to do with the gravity there on the moon. Uh, just like in outer space, when astronauts are inside the International Space Station, you see how they 
they just flowed freely. So it, I, I think it, it has to do with the gravity, force of gravity on the moon balanced against the one on the earth. Oh, so there is a little bit of gravity on the moon. Yeah, but it's, it, it doesn't, co- it is too small compared to the one we have here. That is nine, uh, you know, that is pulling you at that speed acceleration of 9.8 meters per second squared. Do you like to travel? I love traveling and I've designed it into my lifestyle. Firstly, I work with a space agency that has a national mandate and my portfolio makes me travel all over the country and increasingly into the African continent. And because I'm from Limpopo and I live in Gauteng, it by design, I'm going to travel a lot because of meeting various family social requirements as well. Uh, what is your favorite place in the world? My first international trip was to Australia in 2002. And when I landed, in particular, I went to Sydney and I used to take a ferry from New South Wales every day towards Sydney Harbour. And I fell in love. That was love at first sight. And I look forward to going back. Sydney is my favorite place on earth. Mm, yes, yeah, Sydney is very beautiful. If you could be a planet, which planet would you be? Well, for reasons, you know, if I were to be a planet, I would be one that supports life like Earth does. And in spinning around my axis, I just think it would be cool. It's like I'm doing some kind of dancing there. But while I'm on a journey around this hot ball of fire, of gas called the sun that, that provides major source of energy to planets and everything in its vicinity. So I would be Earth. I really love Earth. And I think it does a fantastic job to support life. And do you think there might be life outside of planet Earth? That's another research question. There has been a search definitely throughout, since, ever since we launched the first man-made rocket in 1957. So there is theor- there are theories, movies have been made around it, and it's a research question that is very important. And theories are abound of whether there is life really or not. It remains a research question until we know for sure. And whether that life will assume the same form as the one we are familiar with, humans and animals and plants. Oh, so how does Earth revolve around the sun? So Earth is a natural satellite. And by definition, a satellite is any object that orbits around uh, another object. And so planet Earth is on a trajectory or, or elliptical orbit of orbiting around the sun. And it takes exactly 365.25 days to complete one orbit. That is a motion that we are a beneficiary of. How it started, theories again are abound. But yeah, it goes through four seasons to complete one orbit around the sun. Mm. And um, every time the Earth orbits once around the sun, is that a year for us? That is a year. That is a year. So if I'm 44 years old, it means I've enjoyed 44 free rides around the sun on board this magnificent satellite called Earth. Why do other countries have different time compared to South Africa? In America right now, they just woke up. In Australia, they are preparing for evening. And right now, we are past two hours past midday. It's because of the rotation of the Earth around its axis that exposes different parts of itself to the sun. That gives us night and day, and therefore different time zones. So to try and make up for that, 
different time zones have been designed so that those in daylight enjoy daylight time and hours. And at night, of course, it's also the same throughout the world. So how big is planet Earth? I don't know exactly how big I would say it is. I think its radius around its equator, it would be over 40,000 kilometers in radius. So imagine driving a car for 40,000 kilometers just to complete one uh, major drive around the planet. But of course, it's flatter at the poles and bulgier at the equator. Is it bad to look directly at the sun? It's a terrible idea to look directly at the sun, uh, Maya, because the sun is emitting radiation in different frequency bands, and there are some very harmful radiation, including ultraviolet light, that can cause blindness in humans. At the very least, they are very painful if you continuously expose your eyes to the sun. And so it is just not fathomable that you would consistently do that. It's painful to your eyes as well. It's not nice feeling. Uh, So what is radiation? You see color? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. All of this color that we see, that is radiation. And that radiation belongs to a family called visible light. So... Uh. Radiation is broad, but, you know, we can only see very small portion of it called visible light with our eyes. Uh, uh. So why can't we see the stars during day? Well, if I, if I, if I, you know, put headlights of a car in straight into your eyes, you stand in front of my car at night and I hit bright into your eyes. I see you, but you don't see me, really. If I wave at you while I'm doing that, you won't see me. doesn't mean I'm not there, but you can't see me because of the intensity of light that you have that causes all types of... It's, it's, it's a phenomenon of light that causes the atmosphere to make it look like the stars are not there, and therefore you can't see them. But at night, you can see them because that phenomenon is gone. Uh, okay. So, um, are there any comets coming to visit soon? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. My friends who are astronomers are constantly in touch with comets and asteroids and stars and other planets and what is happening out there. But because we work with satellites, we tend to focus only on the satellites that are in orbit around the Earth and give us services and intelligence around our planet. So what exactly is a satellite? Any object that orbits around another object, it's called a satellite. There are natural satellites, there are man-made satellites. You live on a satellite called Earth. It's a planet, and all the other planets are natural satellites. But humans have the capacity to make satellites and launch the first one over 60 years ago. So... We build them for a purpose to serve a function. We can put a camera on it. We can put sensors on it. We can even put transponders that allow it to transmit television channels to serve our needs Uh, on Earth. Oh, so what is your favorite part about space? My favorite part about outer space is that it is space like us humans. It's infinite in nature. We know where it starts. 
we don't know where it ends. So internationally, we've agreed it starts at the command line and it extends outwardly. So it is infinite. It is so big that we can never run out of exploring it, which is like the human mind. It has no end to its exploration. Uh, okay. Um, if you were going to the moon, what snack would you take for energy? I love nuts. I would have them crushed mm-hmm. into a paste and put inside those, you know, uh, you know, toothpaste like, uh, you, you do know that, uh, astronauts eat food from, from something that looks like a, a toothpaste. So you just squeeze uh. it out into your mouth. So that's how they, they, otherwise it would just jump out through from a bottle and it would cause a mess. So that's how they preserve it. You just squeeze it out. Oh, okay. Interesting. If you were going to the moon, what book would you take to read? Power versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behavior by Dr. David R. Hawkins. It's my favorite book on, on, on human consciousness. Just by reading that book, you increase your consciousness level. That's how good it is. <laughs> oh, wow. It sounds very interesting. Yes. So is there water on the moon? They have found ice on the moon. And uh, this has caused a lot of optimism because if we can find water on the moon in the right quantities, enough to support life, it would really be a game changer, particularly for space exploration. Imagine setting up a facility or a village on, on the moon to allow us to explore other planets from there rather than from Earth. Um, what do you wish South African children knew about our planet? I want children in South Africa to know just how fragile this planet that is the only one so far that can support life mm. is and how we need to care for it and make sure that we don't litter and make sure that we don't cause unnecessary pollution and that we support plants and plant as many of them. I wish there was even a law that is written that says no child gets metric certificate unless they've planted 100 trees because that's mm. how we will defeat climate change phenomena. Yes, I agree. And what do you think we can do to look after our planet more? Many of us are sleepwalking, including adults, sleepwalking. So the best thing we can do is to wake up and realize right. that everything we do impacts our life and that Life is so interconnected that by buying that car that has so much power and horsepower and it's turbocharged, I am causing pollution on the other hand. So it's nice to travel at high speed, violating traffic rules, but the downside of that is I'm polluting the environment. So that's the other side. That's why I'm saying, let us wake up. Yes. Are you a sun person or a moon person? I'm definitely a sun person. And my reason for that is that the greatest teacher who has ever lived said, be the light of the world. And between the moon and the sun, the light of the world, of course, is the sun. So I like how it is feeding us with all this radiation that allows us to see color, feel warmth, and all other beautiful phenomena like rainbow. Yes, beautiful. Do you have a favorite star? The sun, our very own sun, it's a star. I love it because, you see, Maya, if you were the sun, you would get tired someday and say, I'm tired, I'm going to rest. This sun, it's consistent. 
It has been consistent. I've been living for 44 years and my great-grandparents tell me it has been giving us this energy for as long as we have been around. So it is reliable, it is consistent, and it continues to give us light so we can see. Oh, yes. yes. And the sun is a star. That's very interesting. Yes. So what must children do who want to um, do what you do one day? What must we study? What YouTube channels must we watch? Study mathematics, study science. And please, if you really want to be a great science communicator like me, please enjoy arguing with your friends. Ask questions, formulate opinions, accept opinion, uh, accept opinions from others, reject opinions from others, get involved in being a child and be, sometimes become, because trouble a little bit. Just don't bend the house, please. <laughs> yeah. I myself am very fond and I think science is very fun. Uh, where can we contact you if we want to learn more? The space agency is at www.sansa.org.za. That's our website. Uh, at Sansa7 is our Twitter handle and we are on Facebook and social, other social media. So, I'm in Pretoria where the head office of Sansa is. So you can always visit us at our satellite ground station in Hattabiesu. And we we show you those cool satellite dishes that allow us to communicate with satellites in outer space. It was really fun and interesting having you on the show, Dan. And I believe that the Chai Kids learned so much from me. Thank you for listening to Chai Kids, a show for kids and by kids. Join us tomorrow with another Chai Kids show, only on... 101.9. Goodbye, kids!